everyone, welcome to Reaction Shots for April 2021. This month we are talking about director's cuts because the Snyder Cut came out and it was... Snyder Cuts. Definitively better than the theatrical cut. I Ten think there's no better. there's no real arguing that. Um, I would say still, you know... Not a masterpiece, <laughs> but I, it, it had fun moments. I, I, know, I wasn't... loved it, Ian, but I think part of that were the expectations, right, the right. manner at which I consumed the movie. There yeah. was a lot of factors. I um, had fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, Ten it didn't make me mad. I, If anything, it was a, a, a fun curiosity at its worst moments and yeah. just a, a better movie at its good moments. Totally. I wish... I wish they could continue on with that, those like plot points, but I mean, who knows if they will. Yeah. Seems as though I, I I recently heard that they don't exactly report numbers, but reports are that it was beaten by WW84 and Godzilla Hmm. versus Kong. But I don't know how accurate that is unless HBO releases full numbers. We won't, really know for mm-hmm. sure and i haven't seen those oh like at less this than time. half the people finished it that watched it it was like oh really something percent there was a stat that i would not be surprised by it's a long one it's a doozy it's a doozy it's a dust boot it's a dot bootsy uh um, but it, it flowed really well ian yeah it wasn't four, bad for four hours it went by and i think that's yeah. that's a testament to zack snyder movies i mean no that's a lie because batman vs superman feels like really long oh my but god batman vs superman extended cut is yeah. torturous it is Watch, torture watchman's like two and a half hours and that shit flies i haven't i don't think i've seen the because there's the director's cut mm-hmm. and the unli- the ultimate cut that has all the like which is so unnecessary animated stuff i don't, in I don't it. like the ultimate yeah i'm sure we'll i've read the it. book i don't know yeah uh, ultimate's fine but yeah, um, maybe we should have buried the lead on that one. We just mm-hmm. talked about the Snyder Cut right off the bat. I'm sure it'll but be brought we, up throughout. Yeah, we have we have a lot of comments to go through this um, month. So if I shorten your comments, forgive me. Um, forgive but Ian. before we jump into director's cuts, because I, I know that you and I have, have some things to say about director's cuts. Um, yeah. I put in a leading question in here to see if anyone would say the the, the, the answer I was thinking of. And a few people definitely did. And I'm very happy, I'm very proud that there was a movie I was thinking of that I was pretty sure no one would mention. I thought it would get forgot, forgotten. Yeah. Some, someone mentioned it. I feel like I'll, there's I'll, one that's I'll not call it out. mentioned as well. I'll call, I'll call the one Mayan out as well. All right, all right. So try <laughs> so to remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You remember what yours is. And if someone calls it out, say so. And if okay. nobody calls it out, you win. Okay. And uh, you get a, b- a bonus point or something. I don't know. Um, but before we jump into that, let's talk about what we've liked recently. Huber, have you liked anything? Holy shit. Recently. Bosh. Oh, God damn it. Bosh, dude. <laughs> the most authentic L.A. show I've ever seen. This is true Los Angeles. The can, can I ask you? Can yeah. I ask you, Huber? Was it hard? Was it emotionally difficult when you dropped your kids off at college? Was it? Because you're, like, such a dad now. I know. I know, dude. Talking to my dad about this shit's been awesome because he, like, reads the books too, Ian. That seems great. Like, if I... over it. 
If I could watch a show like that with my dad, yeah, I would jump at the chance. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's just like, dude, if you don't, if anyone watching, if you don't have the chance to visit Los Angeles, like, obviously a show is not the same as going somewhere, and like, there's documentaries and stuff, but like, as far as uh, police drama procedural show, like, the places they go. Like the things they reference, like it is just so Los Angeles. Like every they film on location everywhere. It's just really nice to see to see the places they go. And they go to like trendy spots and then also like really underground spots where I'm like, dude, I know like they're going there. Like, oh. So just just really cool. <laughs> I, f- I felt that way about the movie Tangerine. That <laughs> I never it feels it. it oh, it's great. It's it feels very LA, very nice. specifically the corner of like I think Sunset and Highland, <laughs> or maybe La Brea and Highland or Sunset. I mean, yeah, um, where that donut shop is. Anyway, whatever. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, really good show. Really consistent for six seasons. Uh, it started before a lot of the like social unrest. So like the later seasons kind of address mm, like mm-hmm. police corruption and and things like that, but. For six seasons, it's really, really, really consistent. Newsflash, police corruption was a problem when Bosch started, too. It's been around since the damn beginning, it's baby. Like more in the spotlight, even yeah. because of like social media and stuff. So but It's really crazy. I, I was listening earlier today I, uh, to um, Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. And like I grew up listening to that, right? Yeah. But I, I feel like I didn't fully listen to yes. the lyrics Ian, I heard as it on a, the radio a as a stupid ago. ass little white kid totally. in rural wisconsin i don't think i let it sink in all the way yeah i was like whoa this song's aged whoa like i it hasn't aged at all it's like, i mean it's like aged perfectly like yeah, I, yeah, like yeah. it's so relevant i was today. like i was like shit he was talking hmm. about this like in the 90s like mm-hmm. this has been like i said whatever yeah. this is not a police corruption podcast totally Patrons, uh, you can watch our police corruption podcast. <laughs> the next thing I'm watching is Sense8. I'm three, four episodes in, and holy shit, I'm obsessed with this cast. Before I freak out, and before anyone else freaks out, we do have Patriot on the books uh, for for patrons who are seeing this episode right now tonight on Wednesday mm-hmm. night late when it got when it goes up, in the barring incident. Uh, it'll be Friday. Yep. Starting at 1 p.m. PST. Check easyallies.com for your for listings in your local time zone. Uh, if you're watching this the day this goes public, gird your loins, baby. In a couple of hours, Huber and I are going to be streaming a boatload of episodes a boatload. of Patreon. Now, I do have to. I want to reiterate that unfortunately, you do have to be a Prime Amazon Prime uh-huh. member to watch with us. It's the best we could do. Um, I wish we could just stream you con- mm-hmm. copyrighted content, but we can't. <laughs> so is it through Amazon Ian? We do a watch along through it? Um, it's through Twitch. It's actually a Twitch feature what? Um, called Watch Watch Party or whatever. Uh, but basically what it happens is you will stream to me your camera. Mm-hmm. We'll basically be on like a Zoom call or a Discord or whatever. Yeah. And then that'll be the ca- the camera. That'll be what I stream out, just us. Yeah. And then uh, Twitch will, like, bake us into uh, a little corner window, and, and it'll play uh, the Sick. episodes and have chat there next to it and stuff. Yeah, I, I haven't awesome. done it, 
we're kind of we're kind of just hoping it gonna it's gonna work. I like I read it up on it and looked through all the settings and whatever, but yeah, who knows? <laughs> Knowing yeah. us, it will not work properly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Anything else you enjoyed? Sense recently? eight, ten out of ten. Holy shit! Watch it immediately and like love. Tonight. I I saw season one and I liked it. Oh, and I dude, started nice. season two and liked it. Excuse me, but didn't keep going. Got it, dude. Shout out to Jamie Clayton. I so am, good. She's great. Dude, yeah, the, cl- the cast. I'm like, and, the, uh, few in. Fem- and she's what's, like what's her name? Uh, her girlfriend is so great. She was in uh, Doctor Who. Nice. I, uh, Freema, I think her name is, maybe? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know all the characters' names yet because I'm so early on. Well, that's but it's so name. good. I'm just like, oh my yeah, god, dude. I care about these characters' well-being so much like dude that's how you know you're watching an excellent show is just after a few episodes you physically and emotionally care for these people's well-being and survival yeah dude like come on yeah freema agiman i think aminata is her name and nomi so yep oh they're like fucking amazing they're like couple name is nominata they're a 10 out of 10 oh my god the dream (laughs) the dream (laughs) humor obsessed um yeah, That's dude. Alright, I uh, I watched, of course, Godzilla v. Kong, which I liked. Oh, we course. did a spoiler mode about that. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier... Uh, I mean, it's fine. It, I, like, I'm liking it, but compared to Wanda, it, 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 it's feeling a little like... Wa- I mean, it, sh- it should have come out in the other order, because Wanda, like, changed everything, mm-hmm. I feel like. Mm-hmm. it's it, We're in a post-WandaVision world, and this is a pre-WandaVision show. <laughs> like, let's just say that. A little, little um, safer, a little more by the book, for sure. Yeah. Little but, I mean, who knows? There's still some episodes left, so who knows? Uh, if that's my um, favorite kind of shit, though. Like, I much prefer political worldwide espionage versus, like, mind-bend what's going on. So I'm, like, all about... <laughs> this 10 out of 10 um, Zemo I, on Easy Alliance. I enjoy both, but I'm very much, <laughs> I prefer the mind bending. Um, but the, the two I really wanted to talk about were Alice in Borderland. Um, Did you mention this earlier? Yeah, dude. What's I, up with this? My friend Jason was like, hey, you gotta watch Alice in Borderland. And I, I, I like Alice in Wonderland, which I would say this is this is mind bending. So loosely based <laughs> on Alice in Wonderland as to be not based on Alice in Wonderland. Like some character names and sort of like uh, attitudes are like, sort of like I'm such a novice. And what's the cat's name? Uh, Just the Cheshire cat. Cheshire cat. And and the character in the show is called like Cheshire or something. (laughs) It's Japanese. So like, I'm probably not saying it right, but like uh, the main character is a guy and his name is Arisu. Um, you know, like Alice, but different, spelled differently. But, um, yeah, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> the show Just is fucking crazy. Off the wall or what? Yeah, dude. You'd love it. You would love it. Um, it is on Netflix. It's based on a manga. It's live action. Uh, it'll automatically start playing with English subtitles. I immediately yeah. switched it to, to subs because the English subtitles are so weird sounding. English um, dub, you mean? I, I switched it to the Japanese. Japanese language. audio, English subs. With English subs, yeah. Got it. Got it. No, I, I listened in Japanese and didn't have subs. <laughs> I, I just, I'm fluent in Japanese and I just never told you. Um, kind of the less I, you know, the better, though, with Alice in Borderland. Because, like, every episode I was just like, okay, like, what? <laughs> like, I went in knowing nothing. Yeah. Like, 
literally nothing. I didn't even know what the show was about. Um, yeah. And I think that's the way to do it. So cool. if you don't know anything, just start Alice in Borderland. It's, it's bonkers. The other show that I started the other day that I loved was called Made for Love. It's on HBO. There are three episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me it's, about got, this, yeah. it's got the woman from... Um, How I Met Your that, Mother. Well, maybe. Uh, I never saw that. But she's from uh, that episode of Black Mirror where they're in the USS Callister, uh, the like Star Trek mm-hmm. one. She's mm-hmm. great. Um, and then it's got... The main dude looks really familiar, but I can't place him. I don't... Rem- I, I'm sure I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, but I don't remember. And then Ray Romano's just, like, in it, too. And it's just like, all right, Ray Romano, sick. Dude, he gets dramatic, man. Parenting yeah. and stuff. Like- but this this is, like, darkly comic. I think you'd <laughs> dig it, yeah. Made for Love is really fun, though. Very cool. All right, anyway. Whew. Okay, oh, here we go. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. Director's cuts. I asked our patrons, what is the best director's cut? Before we hear from them, I want to hear from you, Hubert. What do you think is the best director's cut? The best director's cut? Yeah. That is a really tough question. I'm a little partial to Alien 3. I like that one a lot. Dude, um, the assembly cut? Yeah. The assembly cut. <laughs> I like that one, dude. Uh, I have a soft spot for Kingdom of Heaven, dude. That one comes up. Kingdom of freaking Heaven. I think, I think I've only seen the theatrical for this movie, so I yes. have... Got to see the... I was actually reading about the director's cut, and it gives, like... Is it Ava Green? She's in there, yeah. Yeah, it gives her, like, an actual character arc, which sounds good. Mm-hmm. I like her. I think it's Ava Green. I get my European actors yeah. mixed up. <laughs> I, haven't, I, I saw it in theaters, like, a, a thousand years ago, so I don't know. Uh, Apocalypse Now, Blade Runner, a couple classics I always think of. Yeah, the, uh, the those Redux both come up. The and the final cut... Brazil. Um, Brazil. Have did we watched Brazil together, right? Ian? Did we watch the director's cut? Uh, I I always watch the director's cut okay, when cool. I watch them. I mean, it's like the it's like the main version now. It's like the real version. Cool. If it's not happy, you're watching the right one. <laughs> like okay. Um the 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 studio tacked on some BS like garbage ending. Got it. Or I guess kind of made them just end the movie earlier. Yeah. This is a devastating film. Um, yeah. What about aliens, Huber? Because to me, I love it. It's there's essential. some some of the stuff that's absolutely essential, but then some of it ruins the pacing. So I'm like, sure, yep. I'm like sixes and sevens on the yeah. <laughs> on the director's kind of aliens. I agree with you on aliens because the revelation of her daughter completely changes. How you view her. I mean, she is yeah. either just this single woman warrior lady or she's like a yeah. wife and a mother and, uh, you know, it, it adds but so many But still like an layers. interstellar <laughs> badass who like doesn't quit. Yeah. It's like, dude, yeah, dude. Who's, her, who's her husband? Or like, who? I always pictured that she didn't there? have a husband, that she just had a kid. Just had a kid. Just uh, yeah. Like she had a kid at some point and the guy's yeah. not in the picture. That's kind of always my... Okay. Maybe she says that actually. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that actually, spoiler alert. That was the. I asked later a question that, that we'll get to. Well, no, I was like, "What's a scene that scene that's in a director's cut that's not in the theatrical that seems ludicrous not to include?" Nice. That that was the one. That was the reason. That scene about the daughter is the reason I asked that question. Nice. Because it seems like the movie is like wrong without it. Yeah. Um. 
I won't say my favorite director's cut because it would spoil the the thing the the person who brought it up. But I'll I'll mention it when it comes. All right. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll just go through comments and then we'll uh, respond as we, you know, you, you we've been doing Another this show routine. for years. Um, I say that for the for new listeners, I guess, Hell so yeah. they understand if what's going new, on. If you're new, welcome. We got some, yeah, welcome. We've got some fun games and uh, a fun trivia question at the end here for this one too that I'm really excited to get to. So look forward to that. Excellent. All right, uh, what's the best director's cut? I asked our patrons. Spencer from Canada said, "Lord of the Rings Extended Trilogy." A lot of people were unsure if that counted. I fully yeah. count that. <laughs> so I just rewatched the 4Ks, Ian, and the Return of the King extended. It gets a little long. It wasn't the length. It was one key scene Uh-oh. that made it worse for me. The mouth of Sauron at the very, very end of Return of the King. It's when Aragorn and them roll up at the gate. The mouth of Sauron comes out, which is extended, and the mouth says, you know, he tosses the the mithril armor of the hobbits. Yeah. And is like, ha ha ha, you failed. And like taunting them. Now that scene, because of that, reads like Sauron and the orcs and everyone were fully aware of Bilbo and them coming. Whereas in the theatrical, Frodo and them, whereas in the theatrical, it's a full on sneak attack. Full on Hail Mary pass at the very end. All of a sudden, like, oh shit, you just destroyed the ring. What the fuck? Right. So and like, Gollum is the only one that knows. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's a fully Sauron, other. Yeah. The mouth of Sauron killed that scene for me this time around, dude. It was like shattering my world. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Does he actually say, like, like yeah. he implies that he knows they were trying to destroy the yeah. ring? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, ha ha ha, your hobbits failed or something like that. And like that all is of deeply them are, strange. All Gimli and all of them are like, oh no, like, oh. Although, yeah. the ring wraiths throughout are looking them. for the ring, and mm-hmm. they do know, I think, that hobbits True. have the ring. True. Because. But I don't think they knew they were that close, maybe, was the Maybe lead. not, but Smeagol yeah. says uh, Shire hobbits. Mm-hmm. Like, they're on the scent from the word go. For sure. Let us know so how it I, eh. Let us know how it reads, chat. Yeah, that, that, this, is, this, is, this is a sticky wicket. Yeah, That's it was just my read the... this time. If I watch it again, it may change. But in that moment a month ago, I was like... Like every time I watch Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> <laughs> just my opinion flips on... Now I think I'm stable on I love that movie. <laughs> that um, soundtrack, dude. Ugh. Well, I'm talking about the weird like chanting, like backwards, like... So creepy, dude. Um, happy gaming. I don't think I could make a list of director's cuts without mentioning Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're watch, uh, if you're not watching these standard cuts, you're watching them wrong. The <laughs> ultimate cut of Watchmen, while still not being the best movie generally, becomes one that is more faithful to the source material in a lot of ways, adding things like the animated Tales of the Black Freighter and stuff. Which is true, but I think yeah. it makes it too long. Yeah, I like uh, directors. It just feels it feels awkward. I don't yeah. like the ultimate. This is one of my favorite movies ever. I love the director's cut. It changes the way Manhattan like bounces out everyone in the on the set. Like that's more authentic. You get more. Um, oh my god, I'm forgetting the name. Um, Ozymandias. 
Holy shit, it's been a while. No, old Night, Night Owl. Owl, original Night Owl. You get original yeah. Night Owl versus the not tops and all that. Right, right. Um, it, it also adds some weird scenes, though, that are not in the comic. Like Rorschach just like beats extra people up when he's like investigating. It's like weird. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why yeah. not? Yeah. If you got him, smoke him, you know. <laughs> um, I, am, I Am Legend has an extended alternate cut that more hmm. closely resembles. I Am Legend. Hmm. The 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 alternate. I've only seen it. I don't know if they actually put out a uh, director's Oops. cut, but I've seen the alternate ending. That actually makes that movie make sense, and it's the ending from the book. Do I need to rewatch? I am Legend director's cut, Ian. Holy shit! Well, you need to you need to get your hands on the DVD or the Blu-ray or just YouTube <laughs> the the actual ending of that movie because. Much like a certain other film, it actually makes the whole movie make sense, whereas the theatrical <laughs> cut um, doesn't. It's just yeah. stupid and bad. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I don't know if we need to spoil it really, but um, yeah, the alternate ending of I Am Legend makes the whole movie work better. Cool. It 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 elevates it from just like a cute little whatever movie to actually saying something. Um, and of course, final cut of Blade Runner allowed Ridley Scott to create a more accurate version of the story he envisioned rather than WB trying to make the happier. Have you seen the, the theatrical Blade Runner, Huber, with the voiceover? Yeah, yeah, I have. With, uh, like, the phoned-in voice. We actually watched it in film class at San Francisco yeah. State. We watched, okay, all right. like, part <laughs> of it. And then my professor, dude, Professor Rutsky, I'll never forget this guy. He uh, he turned it on for a bit. And then after some VO, he's like, you didn't think I'd do you wrong, did you? And then he like put on the the final funny, cut dude. or whatever. Yeah, It's funny because I, um, r- right when Final Cut came out, I bought the DVD set that was like, it came in like a briefcase and came with like the spinner cool. little model or whatever. And, um it had the deleted scenes, right? But it was yeah. the deleted scenes from the final cut version. So it included all of the VO scenes mm. in a row. So basically it was like 55 minutes straight of just Harrison Ford's like weird ass narration. <laughs> and I just watched it all, but it was kind of awesome because it felt like a really weird, like sci-fi noir detective, like short film. Sure. Um, so like weirdly all the, terrible awful vo uh from the theatrical cut when watched on its own mm-hmm. makes this funny kind of like audiobook that is kind of cool like it's still like his performance is intentionally bad because mm-hmm. he was trying to make it tank but like i remember you told me that yeah he was like allegedly who knows but it's harrison ford so probably he was yeah. like trying Maybe. to make the vo so bad that they wouldn't use it but they used <laughs> it anyway that's the that's the word on the street i i will say about the director's cut for Blade Runner, and over the course of my life, I've kind of vacillated on this, Huber, that I think I think Ridley Scott now is making me look back and question Ridley Scott then. Because it's like, did he just get lucky? Like, Because <laughs> like, some of the stuff he's doing now, dude, I'm like, you are making some questionable choices. Like, but, um, dude, Alien Man, like so much of that oh, is Alien Sigourney is Weaver and special effects as well. And dude. just a fucking... Baller script. Not discrediting Ridley Scott at all with no, Alien, no, no, no. but it's it's a collaboration for sure. Absolutely. Well, and that script and the H.R. Giger stuff is mm-hmm. just like god tier. But like, uh, 
yeah, dude, the, 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 the whole Deckard being, is he or isn't he a replicant thing? I loved it when I was younger, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, that's so cool. That makes it so much. Th-. But then, like, as I got older, I started thinking about it more. And I was like, actually, does that kind of remove the point? Like, hmm. or is it just a, it's kind of a distraction. Because the point is more like, you're a human, but you're different. Like, you're more, you're less human than this guy who's got four years to live or whatever. And, like, I mean, I, my read on... I like the Blade Runner series. I actually like 2049 more, but... Um, God, it's 10. It's a fucking 11. Yeah. But um, my read on the Blade Runner series, actually, and I think I've said this before, but, like, Deckard is the bad guy of one, of Blade Runner, and then two is about Deckard kind of... Well, in, intermittently has learned... And I only mention that he's in it because they put it in the trailers. I kind of preferred... I would have preferred not to know, but I'm spoiling... I feel okay spoiling it because they spoiled it in their own per- promotional materials. But mm. And it's about, like, just... It's on an, the damn poster, and it's... He's on the damn poster. <laughs> but, like, that... 2049 is about just, like, a normal dude trying to do his job. <laughs> and, yeah. like... I mean, I can't really say the full extent love of it, Gossing but, like... in that movie, dude. Yeah, oh, he's amazing in that, dude. Love uh, Gossing anyway, all the time. I love that actor, man. I love Gosling, Gosling is so good. Have so you listened? Have you listened to Dead Man's Bones? His strange gothic no. band with no, the Silver Lake Children's Choir, dude. Uh, question: If Harrison Ford slash Deckard is, I've uh, uh, asked and probably had this answered ten times, but if he's like Deckard in twenty forty nine, aged, doesn't that put the question to bed that he wasn't? He could have been a different. I mean. A different type or I, I think that Denis Villeneuve like pretty definitively is like, like nice. he's not a replicant <laughs> but, like, okay. because okay. I think I think he I think I don't know I don't remember if he actually said it out loud but like it seems pretty clear in the content of the movie that he's like this is not an interesting question like if he's a <laughs> if he's a replicant is not interesting to me yeah. he clearly isn't and also like he has to not be for the whole like Deckard mm-hmm. Rachel thing to like be so great Dude, so Rachel great. looks so... The CG Rachel, Rachel with her eyes, man, when they do the replicant eyes, that image is top 10 movie images, man. I fucking yeah. love it. She's got the cigarette. Ugh. So cool. It's so good. <laughs> also, like, the, the the final cut has a real, real inappropriate kind of sexual assault moment that I, I, I really, don't really don't care for. Deckard kind of forces himself on Rachel in the apartment. Oh, and, he I gets mean, all it's, aggressive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Harrison Ford characters have like a history of this. Like yeah, Han Solo kind of does it. Like, and it's I think that they think it's like that like gruff take charge kind of man yeah, thing, but yeah. like doesn't doesn't come across like does yeah. not doesn't play like that. But uh, whatever i don't know what can it's you say we're, we're growing as a society. we're growing as a society slowly slowly we, we live surely. in a society <laughs> <laughs> the true snyder cut the, the we live in a society cut oh my god um <laughs> andy age says leon is an amazing director's cut yeah. turns the professional into one of the greatest movies ever i think Essential. i've only seen the professional oh. no i saw no as a kid i saw leon the professional yeah, yeah. So I guess I've se- I, I've only seen Leon the Professional like when I was like fifteen. Dude, I need to watch it again. Same, <laughs> same. Because I remember loving it. Oldman Unhinged. 
Is that when he screams everyone? Is yes. that what that's from? Oh my yes, god. Dude. I gotta watch god. Leon, dude. I gotta watch yeah. Leon again. Yeah. Hopefully I that aged the, well. Like it can easily be real creepy. That no, the director's cut in she's more co- like she's more an accomplice. Mm, okay. She like straight up assists in more like more hands on with the hits. Okay, okay. I remember that being a big difference. Yeah. So um, Kevin Panos uh, calls for the Josh Trank Fantastic Four director's cut. <laughs> That's funny. I'd watch it. I don't know. Sure, All right, yeah, here I'd it is. It. Here it is, Hubie. Okay. The one I was worried no one would mention. Uh, Michael Rebelato gets gets a special mention here. Das boot. Uh, someone else mentioned that actually. Whoops. Sorry if the screen just disappeared there for a second. Um. Nope, it's uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, I didn't even know there was a director's cut of this movie. Little Shop of Horrors, Wait, dude. Let me, let me Let me read what, what Michael yeah, says. Give me the uh, history. What? The director's cut is basically the only way I recommend, probably spoilers for the Little Shop of Horrors. Lay them on me. A heads up for that. <laughs> um, but to, to discuss the, why the director's cut is so much better, I have to, we have to spoil this movie. Um director's cut is basically the only way i recommend watching this film the finale that was cut from the theatrical release uh is the spectacle where a bunch of puppet plants terrorize new york to an amazing song called don't feed the plants frank oz claims to agree with the test audiences that an ending where everyone dies doesn't translate well to film but i don't even think he actually believes that he tossed out uh one of the greatest scenes I've ever seen just because audiences wanted a happy ending. Boo. Glad we could get the proper director's cut on the Blu-ray slash DVD now. Yeah, so it goes even beyond that, though, because um, this, like whatever movie, uh, like I Am Legend, uh, actually contextualizes the whole movie in the appropriate way. So, like, the movie, obviously, uh, based on an older kind of uh, movie and stuff, but, like, uh, there's a song that Audrey sings. I'm going to spoil the shit out of this right now. Uh, there's a song called, uh, uh, that Audrey sings human Audrey, um, called some somewhere that's green where she's like daydreaming about going somewhere that's green. Right. Later in the movie, everything's gone to hell. Uh, Rick Moranis <laughs> Seymour has been like feeding people to the plant. Audrey too, you know, doing all this shit. And like, Rick he, he's been doing bad shit, right? He's like a bad guy. He's been doing bad things, right? So in the theatrical cut... Is this movie rated R Um, I think it's PG-13. Um, in the theatrical cut, it might be PG, but like 1980s PG. So <laughs> okay. like basically PG-13. Um, but because uh, I think the plant swears once or twice. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, but I grew up watching. I've seen this movie like a hundred times. But... Uh, so in the theatrical release, right, uh, he pulls down, or the plant, like, starts pulling the place apart, and the building falls in on him, and Seymour and Audrey escape, and they buy a house that is somewhere that's green. It's the it's the dream house. They get the American dream, right? And then, you know, the, the stinger at the end, the camera comes down, and there's a little Audrey, Audrey living in their plant box or whatever. Like, oh, no, it's still out there. But um, that ending makes no sense, because... He doesn't get any comeuppance, and it also just happens very suddenly. Hmm. The real ending, the real movie, uh, Audrey fucking dies. Dude. He feeds her to the plant, 
after singing to her, like, as she's dying, a reprise of Somewhere That's Green, because he's about to feed her to a plant. Somewhere That's Green. A plant is green. <laughs> Dramatic and irony. Then, yeah, dude. And then um, the the people who approach him to buy the plant clippings or whatever to, like, globalize the plant that he says no to, in this version... They just take the clippings anyway because they're like, hey, we were doing that as a courtesy. Plants are public domain. You can't own the rights to a plant. Uh, so they market the plant all across the planet. And that was the plant's plan all along. And the plants take over the planet and kill everyone. <laughs> the whole planet is taken over by the plant monsters. That's so, like freaky, man. It's very different. <laughs> is it like funny it's and great. jolly or like horrifying no it's it's devastating <laughs> i mean like the song at the end is ridiculous yeah um it, it's yeah don't feed the plants i believe is as as michael said um, it sounds unsettling dude i don't know if i want to watch oh it's this, depressing honestly. dude but like wait have it's, you ever seen little shop as a kid as a kid okay, i've yeah, not yeah, seen yeah. it as an adult I've, i my neighbor had the vhs all i remember is just the big giant plant that's all yeah. I remember. Just like, bah, you know, the big. I yeah. and Rick Moranis, I love, of course. Big I Rick love Little Shop of Horrors. Karaoke. I, I sing like four or five songs from. from <laughs> Alarm goes Perfect. off at seven. Yeah, that movie fucking rules. Awesome. Um. Anyway, sorry. Shit. I know I just talked about Little Shop of Horrors for like six minutes, <laughs> but the director's Freaky, cut is dope. Dude. Um, and real sad. <laughs> I wonder it's if that's like, a trend. I, I feel like most director's cuts are sadder hmm. than the, yeah. the theatrical cuts. Like, they push it to the limit, and then they have to cut a little bit. Yeah, because the studio always makes <laughs> them turn around and be happy. Yeah. And they're well, like, stupid. no. I'm so sick of length debates. Yeah. Too long, too short, whatever. Like, you you write it until it feels right. Whether that's a 90-minute movie or a four-hour Snyder Cut, dude, you write it and you do it. Like, I saw the the, the Twitter war the other day was, like, criticizing uh, Mortal Kombat for only being two hours. And there were... They only were like, two hours? Yeah. What they has like, happened to exactly. the world? <laughs> they were like, how dare you? Like, only two hours? Like, these characters aren't going to get enough time to be developed? Like, is this a troll? Is this a joke? Like... What the fuck? I remember growing up, every movie was 90 minutes. 90 minutes, man. 90 <laughs> every minutes. single movie. And yeah. if a movie was two hours long, like there yeah. would be news articles written about it. <laughs> yeah. Except for in like, the 70s, obviously. Things were pretty yeah. long in the 70s. But like, it's funny. That's funny. Um, I mean, that is a funny thing, though. Like, a director's cut does not always mean longer. Mm-hmm. I think it almost always does. But, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, would you kindly says Metropolis is the mother and father of all director's cuts. One of the greatest masterpieces in film history. And at the same time, most influential because hardly any other film has inspired and influenced so many other films as the monumental silent film by director Fritz Lang from 1927. Uh, without Metropolis, there would be no rain, rainy setting in Blade Runner and also C-3PO from Star Wars would look different without Lang's influence. Um, yeah, they, they go on, but like, yeah, Metropolis is sick. <laughs> uh, I don't like the movie as much as I like the shots. The legacy. <laughs> you know? 
I like to look at the shots of the movie. I don't like to sit down and watch all of Metropolis. It's like, oh my I god, watched... that shot is sick. Oh my god, that shot is sick. Yeah, I've definitely, you know, watched it. Um, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, that's fine. Um, I'm writing myself a note to remember to do shout-outs at the end. Classic masterpiece. <laughs> you know, just your classic run of the mill masterpiece. Yeah. There's an anime version of it, too, that's pretty fun. Really? Uh, yeah, if I recall. I owned it on DVD. I think I saw it a couple of times in high school. Morgan Mahala says, um, I always have a blind sp- I have always had a blind spot for director's cuts, but with the release of Snyder Cut, I am now a believer. I have never gone from disliking a film to genuinely liking it. If it counts, I'd also say the extended versions of Low Tour. Uh Lord of the Rings, you know. Yes. We'll we'll count it for yeah, sure. We'll count it. Hell yeah, we'll count it. It's funny because like some director's cuts. And I think a comment later actually says that uh, Ridley Scott like shows up before the director's cut of Gladiator or something. I think he he shows up before a few of these. He like is sitting in a set and talking to you about what oh, you're about yeah. to see. Yeah. Ridley Scott well, like I famous, think he does that on Alien and stuff. He's a weird weird person because he's so famously and like aggressively Ian has gone on the record and said because he has so many of these director's cuts, he's got aggressively on the record saying, the one you see in the theater is the director's cut. For Alien. It's my cut. For he's Alien. Like, I, I cut but it I mean, down and that's the one. <laughs> but that clearly wasn't the case yeah. with Blade Runner. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But. Alien's weird because it changes the whole biology and everything of, like, where's the queen? How are you going to chess burst someone with no queen? Right. Well, in yeah. Alien, yeah, it, they in add the the, cut. the yeah in the director's cut they have the little kill me mm-hmm. uh, nest scene, yeah, um, which is which is so funny because <laughs> Alien has a history of doing this. The crux of the plot of Aliens <laughs> yes. is cut out of the theatrical release of Alien, yes. and the crux of the plot of Aliens <laughs> is cut out of the theatrical release of itself, Aliens bonkers film <laughs> franchise man Seriously. but anyway ridley scott says that the d- director's cuts are just like fun extended versions if you want to see more crap mm-hmm. <laughs> but with kingdom of heaven as multiple people say including david ware here uh favorite two director's cuts blade runner and kingdom of heaven Dude. the former was purely the director's visions removing studio meddling uh and the latter made a pretty flat and underwhelming movie into a relatively complex and impressive epic. Yeah. My uh, my good friend, shout out to my friend David from high school. He's a big film buff. Turn shout me on to Roger. Him. Turn me on to Roger Ebert. Turn me on to Kingdom of Heaven, director's cut. I gotta see the I gotta see the <laughs> DC of that. I've only seen the theatrical. Long. Yeah, I've heard it's long. <laughs> uh, man, my hair is frizztastic today. Good lord. Um my beard is frizz. Dude, I'm loving your look these days. When I cut it, I should just go full buzz on the top. I was gonna say, shave your head beard. and keep the yeah. beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just Although for like I, a day. I, you do look really good with the long hair. I, if I say so myself. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, that. you My look like a classic locks. psycho. It's fantastic. Best compliment you could give me, Ian. <laughs> Classic psychopath. <laughs> Dude, um, guess what? My dad texted me today, Ian. What? He goes. He goes. All caps unhinged do it amazon prime (laughs) 
and it was is, like, that, is that the Russell Crowe yeah. movie whose tagline is, he yeah. could happen to anyone? Yes. And I was like, it's Such good? a dumb tagline. I was like, it's good? Like, question mark? He goes, so bad, it's good. I laughed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm watching that tonight. Shit. Your dad sounds great. Yeah. Uh, and Tilly says that best is a tough choice. On the one hand, you have Blade Runner. Final cut. Uh, I'm yawning. Sorry. Oh, and then you have the extended cuts of Lord of the Rings. Um, slight brings A plus movies to slightly higher A plus movies. Have to give it to Blade Runner though, on the basis of how necessary the other cuts feel. Mm-hmm. I uh, don't think that it would have been nearly as beloved if we never got to see the theatrical cut, at least outside of the aesthetics. That is a funny uh, comment too. That like, I feel like someone brings up also later. But uh, which version you see first? probably influences a lot like what you think of it totally uh chris snow also says kingdom of heaven tokyo slim uh brings up the mel gibson 1999 mel gibson classic payback Uh, oh yeah 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 uh it's got a funny name it's not a director's cut it's like a so-and-so brian helgelin's payback dude there's like it's like something about that cut well, because, yeah, I guess the theatrical cut and director's cut have essentially completely different third acts, main villains, and endings. Uh, and it's straight really weird. Straight up the director's cut, it's called. It's called straight... Wait. Payback, straight up the director's cut. <laughs> yeah, swear to God. Yes, yes. Straight up is part of the title. Yeah. yeah. That's Straight insane. up, colon, lowercase the director's cut with a capital D and C. Bizarre. Bizarre so it, wait, is it payback, Colin? Or is it payback straight it's up? Mel Gibson, payback, straight up, colon, and then below that even, the director's cut. <laughs> it's a four-line title. Yeah, yeah. God. Uh, Good Tokyo call, Slim says Tokyo the director's Slim. cut ends more ambiguously, with which yeah. he tends to prefer. Yeah, um, Jason Wojnar also brought up payback cool. and uh, Blade Runner Final one. Cut. And shouts out the Donner cut of Superman 2, the original Snyder cut. I watched it. There's uh, Mr. Sunday Movies did a caravan of garbage on the original uh, Christopher Reeve Star uh, Supermans. I recommend watching those. They're really fun. And they talk about the Richard Donner cut. Uh, Truly the original Snyder cut. How wonderful is that? Wow. Crazy history behind those movies. Yeah. It's just... (laughs) Superman, Batman, you know, just too Can't big of break. properties for people not to meddle with. The There's studio, just so much meddling. They don't trust it. Too nervous. Yeah, they don't and trust it. Christopher Nolan and they, with that, I guess. And they try to rush it to the finish line. Yeah. I, I, I do think Batman's a little easier to do cinematically than Superman. Totally. Video games as well, Ian. Like, how yeah, the hell do you do a Superman yeah. game? How do you do yeah. it? How do you do it? Maybe Without him just, just, like, fighting robots. I guess you could take him into deep space fighting aliens. Because, like, any human right, doesn't have kryptonite is trivial, yeah. I mean, unless you go that route where it's, like, you can be good Superman. Like, Paragon Renegade Superman game where, like, you oh, could. Ian. To quote, yes. to quote the, the, the band The Crash Test Dummies, <laughs> Superman didn't have any money, even though he could have smashed through any bank in the United States. Uh... <laughs> 
you make a Superman game where you can play Paragon or Renegade where it's just on you mm-hmm. to not destroy everyone and like yeah. make it gory as hell. Yeah. If you if you like kill a person, just blood and guts everywhere. Yeah. Make you feel it. Make you feel bad about it. Yes. Like man just, man of just steel. Just make like, it super experimental. Yeah, it's dude. Weird game. I That's wonder if you get to be him in uh, the Suicide Squad game, yeah? Kill the Justice League? Ah. If you get to be him or if he'll be a, just a boss fight or something. So at the end of the trailer, he comes down all menacing, red eyes, yeah, like, I'm going to kill you all. I don't think you'll get to play as him. You'll probably fight against yeah. him. But who knows? But that's how you make a Superman game. Uh, this is a cute story. I, 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 I'm going to just include this whole thing here. Uh, Cesar Villa says, The untitled extended cut of Almost Famous is one that adds to an already cozy movie to infinity levels. Uh, If you'll allow me a personal story, I watched this movie because a friend lent me the DVD and unknowingly watched the untitled cut. After a few years, I got the craving to watch it again, uh, and I was very confused to not see the scenes I vividly remembered, and only then I went online and found out about the almost famous and untitled cut existence and their differences. For years, I refused to buy a DVD or Blu-ray of this movie because I wanted nothing less than the untitled cut but I could never find the version my friend had, so I let it alone, left it alone. One day, my wife surprised me with a Blu-ray of Almost Famous, and while I appreciated the thought, I had mixed feelings since it was not the version I had been seeking for many years. That is until I loaded the disc into the player and the untitled cut started playing. The Blu-ray box had no advertisement that it wasn't the theatrical cut, and his wife had no idea that she got him the right thing that he'd been wanting for more than a decade, Sick. but that made it even more special. That is amazing. <laughs> love that Isn't that great? Uh-huh. I love that. Um, Caesar had some other comments, but I put I, I moved them later, uh, so we'll get back to Caesar in a second. Such we'll a get back big, to everyone. That was such a big part of my life. That movie for quite a while. Almost and famous. Yeah, uh, like high school days, and I just like haven't seen it since, man. And I, it just it's been so long. It's like desperate time for a rewatch like that used I, to be a uh, movie like a group of friends and i used to watch it all the time throw that i think on. i saw it i think i saw it too young or like i was still like i was real square as a teen like early teen like about drug use and cheating and stuff it made me really really uncomfortable yeah um so that movie made me really uncomfortable and i haven't really seen it <laughs> since <laughs> um though i'm sure it's great a lot of people oh, seem yeah. to love it um taff says watchman director's cut is perfect the rorschach journals uh, are always going to be a plus the ultimate cut gets too just join- disjointed with the animation sprinkled in yeah. 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 we we tend to agree i think uh jacopo ameli says blade runner's theatrical cuts uh straight up did not make sense i'm glad that it eventually got a release that was more faithful to dick and scott's visions um still preserve the original but it's important to still preserve that original cut I'm looking at you, George Lucas. Uh, it's like if Ma- Monet painted over the same scene every time instead of getting a new canvas. It's true. That is um, that is absolutely mind-blowing that the original Star Wars are not available. Ugh, it's that so is, dumb. That is like... It's so dumb. Especially because, here's the thing. I mean, I ask it later what the worst director's cuts are, and almost mm-hmm. everyone says either George Lucas, Star Wars, or... Uh, apocalypse now redux hmm. but um redux, the, really? the one thing we'll get into redux we'll get into okay. it huber okay but the one thing about the one thing about 
the the special editions of Star Wars, the only thing that really drives me crazy is that it's Hayden Christensen ghost at the end of of Jedi, because that negates the like deathbed repentance. Mm. And George Lucas is like, he died when he became Vader, and I'm like, well, then what the hell's the point of the of the trilogy? Like, <laughs> what's the point, George? Yeah. If Damn he it. was like in the contract when he sold it was like never release these i think he i honestly think he was yeah. I, I straight up think he did like i mean they're his man he made them whatever yeah i it's mean all, it's your i guess george i totally i i i disagree with it i disagree with it i don't like it i don't like it but i didn't but make I'll, star wars ian <laughs> but it's his right yeah it's his right to be a dumbass about his own stupid movies <laughs> I wasn't uh, also filming. yeah I, I wasn't there i wasn't born yet um except for maybe for jedi what year did that come out 89 um whatever uh jacopo amelli also said that they watched all of patriot and it was glorious thank you uh i will now tell everyone i know about it and wait five years for someone to watch it (laughs) join us on friday when i'm forcing huber at gunpoint to watch this damn show because you guys donated a bunch of money Mm -hmm. well just to keep us running but thank you for hitting that all of our goals um zach wojnar i should probably start going quicker huh zach wojnar uh i thought man of steel was okay but i loathe batman v superman but i think Zack snyder's justice league nailed it i think it's a great movie that creates a world forces you to live in it and Mm -hmm. makes you believe in heroes it's not perfect and it's got a lot of fat on its bones true uh but it earns its nigh biblical scale in a way that three hour plus movies rarely do walk hard the dewey cox story is a good movie (laughs) A silly parody of rock and roll biopics. The director's cut, however, is just much, just as much of a rock and roll epic as the movie it's face, movies it's poking fun at. It's got an extra twenty minutes of so or or, uh, or so of meat on its bones. It's one of my favorite comedies and one of my favorite rock and roll movies of all time. I just love the turn from talking about Zack Snyder's yeah. <laughs> Justice League Dewey to Cox. Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. <laughs> Aspero's a pruder uh, brings up Lord of the Rings extended and uh hesit- they say i hesitate to call the godfather saga a director's cut Dude, since it was primarily totally made for, for television um and i think mostly to pay for apocalypse now um but the originals are obviously much better which brings me to godfather 3 uh which has recently been recut yeah. as the godfather coda the death of michael corleone uh, unfortunately i haven't had a chance to watch it yet i haven't seen godfather 3 in any version which is crazy yeah. underappreciated obviously not as good as one and two holy shit some of the yeah. greatest movies of all time i love one yeah i don't remember two three is good i think i saw it when i was really young two is is if at all she now as intense yeah. it's intense but the conversation is like one of my favorite movies and yeah. that's the one he made like in between one and two or two and three whatever i also love I apocalypse love, now i just love the mafia i love the theatrical stories. i know you love the mafia i'm i'm thrilled that you've seen the long good friday yeah that dude. movie is fucking sick did anyone bring up uh once upon a time in america no that like four and a half hour cut that's no a behemoth one, no one brought that one up yeah um dude Conrad. shout out chat if you have a weekend of free time check out that marathon <laughs> Conrad says, uh, what's the best director's cut? Easy. It's the theatrical cut of Aliens, since Ridley Scott has gone on record to say that's the director's cut. Yep. Uh, Colt Smith uh, says, 
that it's the Ridley Scott, the best director's cut is the Ridley Scott director's cut series TM. Uh, Blade Runner and Kingdom of Heaven are fundamentally different. Even Robin Hood, which isn't great, that movie is garbage, <laughs> is vastly superior in the director's cut. I haven't seen the director's cut, but I saw it in theaters and that movie sucks. Uh, IMHO. Uh, now, to me, that's not just to show how amazing Ridley is as a filmmaker, but also a scathing indictment of studio meddling ruining good things. This is all said, uh, there are a ton of director's cuts that I love to death, and also some that don't improve the film. Big example of the latter is Apocalypse Now, where I think the director's cut and subsequent cuts vary wildly with quality. Final uh, cuts with are, dude. Redux being the worst. But I think after I was getting confused because after the Redux they did the final cut for Apocalypse. Yeah, now. which I don't think I've seen. I've seen Redux okay. for sure, mm-hmm. and I've seen I, I've seen Apocalypse Now like a hundred times. I yeah. love that movie. Hell yeah! Um, but uh, and Alexander Zirinov. That movie is an experience, Ian. Truly, what? Apocalypse Now. Oh yeah, absolutely. I yeah. love when a movie. I ends. love that movie. Yes, when a movie is actually an experience. Yeah. When it ends and you just sit there for a few minutes because yeah. you were so in it, and then it's like, okay, back to reality. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, and then you just go to yourself. The horror. The horror. <laughs> Have you seen Hearts of Darkness, dude? It's the, the doc- documentary no. that his wife made while they were. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's so good. The that movie was cursed man <laughs> like this is a crazy ass movie oh. uh apocalypse Did die on that set um like maybe not i feel like there was some definite like injuries bad bad uh conditions for sure there's something just crazy about apocalypse now it just just the vibes of it the feeling mm-hmm. of it you just it settle into real, that movie. man it feels like yeah, a documentary dude. like you you feel the heat you feel the you smell the napalm yeah i'm sweating right now thinking about it i'm sweating i feel like mosquitoes on me dude is yeah dude (laughs) ride of the valkyries just playing in my head over and over again and i'm gonna go go learn how to surf alexander zirinov uh says it's an obvious answer but lord of the rings the difference between good and bad director's cuts uh in it uh wait between good and bad director's cuts... Oh my god, I can't read. I think the difference between good and bad director's cuts is its seamlessness. Extended edition of Lord of the Rings is one of the most seamless extended cuts I've ever seen. I have excellent memory. I saw theatrical versions uh, multiple times before watching extended cuts, and I was still not noticing some additions before they were pointed out in the audio commentaries. That's very true. Like, the extended cuts... Sometimes just, like a sentence or, or two is like yeah. added in. It just, that that's the quintessential, just like, I'm going to live in this world yeah. for 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. Oh, they're so good. Um, okay. So now that leads us into what makes a good theatrical cut. No or I mean, said, director's uh, cut. No one said the one I was thinking of. Really? Yeah. Do you want to say it now or do you want to wait till the yeah, end? Yeah, no one's going to say it. Okay. Underrated movie. Top what 10. Is what top is 10. You're probably going to laugh at me. Okay? But I, I would swear, never laugh at you. I swear to you, Ian, to me, this it should be on the top 10 list of most underrated movies. The New World. Oh, Terrence yeah. Malick. This movie, mm-hmm. another I one. I haven't you, seen it. I dude, seen it's it. another one you live in, man. It's so rich. It's just like, 
Like, it, has gotta, that, it has that documentary vibe. It's that gritty, just, you know, Terrence Malick, long sweeping shots yeah. of nature. Really, really great, I, great movie. I need to give Malick more of a shot. I, I saw Tree of Life in the theaters. I was very excited for it. <laughs> and I was pretty disappointed. I thought it was... I thought it was too long. I thought it was like dime store philosophy and like too like obvious. Yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't but like, like multiple people have told me that I would love um, Badlands. Oh, that one's older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just think I need to, I need to go. I, had, I need to have a Malik night, <laughs> a lean <laughs> night. <laughs> you remember Unforgivable, Unforgivable or whatever those YouTube videos from like the early days of the internet? No. When he's like, Unforgivable. Anyway, I don't he, know this. I don't know. he talks about like having a lean night. Who I think is the director of like Doctor Shivago or some shit. <laughs> Whatever. What? Never mind. So uh, I'm spiraling out of control today. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, is, we're on page five of fourteen of the notes. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I'm gonna have to. We're forty. Okay. We're fifty-six minutes in, so I'm gonna have okay. to start. I might just like cut a question out. Mm-hmm. What makes a good? In fact, I'll cut this one out. What makes a good director's cut? We know what makes a good director's cut. It adds essential things, adds good lore. Um, if the if thank it's you a, to everyone who answered that. Yeah, if it's the director who you know is saying, you know, this was actually my true vision. Right. I'm all about that. And like, yeah, if it's just even if it's just like, hey, live in this world. Like mm-hmm. they wouldn't let me put this out this long, but here it is. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I some of my favorite I think directors cuts. Sort of along the Ridley Scott lines, um, say what you will about his current uh, work, but um, I think my, the best the best stuff is when it's like, yeah, no, the one we put out in theaters was like the the perfect vision I wanted to do, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, here's an extended version if you want to see some more stuff in it. You know, yeah. it's it's basically just the like the Lord deleted scenes the deleted scenes option on the Blu-ray menu is just included in the movie. That's why it's tough with with Return of the King, man. It blew my mind. Like I I want to see all those scenes, of course, but like if I'm watching That's the thing with Lord of the Rings. It's transcended film, Ian. It's more than a movie. <laughs> it really is. You're not watching a movie. You're experiencing, you're living Lord of the Rings. You're you're in this world. You're yeah. in Middle-earth. You're, like if I'm watching Lord of the Rings Return of the King as a movie, I think Return of the King theatrical is just better paced. It's just better paced. It's Academy Award Best Picture right there, man. You'll fuck with that pacing. <laughs> theatrical Return of the King, you mean? For Return of the King, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fellowship all it day. It still ends extended. like four times. It still ends like four times, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Re- Return of the King, I love it, but it's it's yeah. it's the weakest of the three, I think. <laughs> um, which, I mean, you know. It's it's a nine point eight amongst tens, you know. It's a king amongst gods. It is. Um, it is. Anyway, uh, which director's cuts are worse? Um, the uh, Watchmen. We said the ultimate cut. Yeah. Like. Uh, Batman v Superman for sure. I can't stand. That's the really. only version I've seen, and it is fucking garbage. <laughs> like, sorry to anyone who loves it. Yeah, I, I've it was so hard. So boring. Was, I've tried so hard. Like, I can really count the the times on one hand, how many times I've just turned a movie off because I'm not having any fun. And Batman vs Superman extended was that I was like, Oh, rated R blood F words. Yeah. Yeah. Halfway through. I'm like, dude, I'm out. Like justice league Snyder cut. Like I saw the theatrical in the theater mm-hmm. and I had fun. Cause I was like with my cousin, it was at a dine in theater. So we were like eating, you know, and whatever, but that movie was terrible. And the, the Snyder cut 
extended, whatever, uh, Justice League Snyder Cut. Um, what's it actually called? Zack Snyder's Justice League, I think, is yeah. the official name. Yeah. yeah. Um, as we said before, like, it was. it's definitely great, a thousand man. times better. Like, Cyborg alone. Cyborg stuff is alone great. Alone makes yeah. the movie excellent. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's still... It's still bloated and, like, definitely indulgent and has, like, some pretty dumb stuff Mm -hmm. in it. But it also has some really sweet stuff in it. Like, a really lot of cool stuff in it. That's what it is. That's the perfect word, Ian. Indulgent. It's indulgent. Because... To the max. (laughs) Because of the campaign and because of the HBO Max release, we were allowed to indulge. Yeah, dude. (laughs) The The indulging was, like... You bathe. Yeah. You bathe in this movie, yeah. dude. It's absurd. <laughs> Not a bad thing. Nobody come after me, dude. The Amazon's like smashing the the walls down, dude. Oh Love yeah, dude. So watch it with subtitles, because Sophia and I. I mean, the whole internet's a buzz about it, but like Sophia and I were were laughing independently before the memes, because we watched it on like day one or two. Yeah. Um, about the ancient lamentations, dude. Oh, every yeah, yeah, time, yeah. every time she shows up, it's just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, like whatever the ancient lamentations. Yeah. It's so funny, dude. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, which director's cuts are worse? Spencer from Canada says George Lucas makes bad director's cuts. Yeah, sometimes yeah. he makes bad theatrical cuts too. Dubex. Um, yeah, dude, that's CG. Do well, that. Conrad actually says the Star Wars original trilogy restoration cuts. Add nothing important and ruins everything with shoddy, out of place CGI. God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't understand it. I don't. I don't understand it. I didn't shoot it though, so it's it's, yeah. on, it's not on me. It's George's. It's George's life, you know. Yeah. Um, Star Wars is a, its own kind of beast. David Ware says. Uh, uh, you have extended cuts that are arguable if they're necessary at all. Apocalypse Now Redux was the one where I didn't feel like the director's extended vision was very necessary, as the film was already one of the greats, and the additional content just overburdens the narrative. Uh, or you have something like Batman v Superman, Dawn of Boredom, that takes a mess of a film and just makes it longer, more of a mess. Uh, also something like Nebulous Donnie Darko, that uses the director's cut to take what was once an intriguing and supernatural trip into madness into a more demystified version with some cumbersome exposition to explain the weirdness. Specifically related to Snyder Cut, I do think it vastly improves on the original movie simply because the theatrical cut is awful, (laughs) but I think Snyder Cut isn't that good either. I could go uh, into a lot of detail, but overall, while it does develop better characters and weaves a decent narrative, uh, its editing is a complete mess, and so much of it feels unnecessary and overindulgent. Overindulgent again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean that it's not going to win any Oscars. Well, I mean it might. Who knows? It's all a scam. But like, yeah. What what movie did you say before that that they were talking about? Um, they brought up Batman v Superman and Apocalypse Now Redux. That's right. Um, I lost. I thought I lost it. And Tilly's uh, also brings up Apocalypse Now Redux. Uh, and that it maybe is the worst. Uh, and then Tyler Travis says Apocalypse I, Now. I had a diss, Ian. I think Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor is my least favorite character in cinematic history. <laughs> wow. I get what they were I going for. I can't stand it, dude. They were trying I, to do like a Mark Zuckerberg yeah. uh, kind of a deal, like a younger Lex yeah. Luthor. 
it's not for me. or whatever. It's not for me. Um, Donnie Darko is also much worse and proves that Richard Kelly just tripped and accidentally made a good film the first time. Yeah, Southland Tales or whatever the hell it's called. Always wanted to see that. Bloated mess, dude. It's, Always it's, wanted to see it. It's a mess. Is there a director's cut of that? Oh, I think the version I saw was like two and a half hours of some crazy shit. That movie is insane. <laughs> it's like it's like Jupiter ascending. I'm sure you'd yeah. love it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anything the Wachowskis uh, do, ten. But they shout out. I mean, I love the Wachowskis. They shout out. I am Legend actually makes sense with the new ending, uh, which is very very true. Like like a three minute scene just like actually makes the whole movie make sense. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, this thing keeps coming out that I see called Jupiter's Legacy, and every time, I'm every like, time, I'm like, is it a sequel? Oh. It's happened to me a couple of times too. I was like, is this like a ascending thing? Like, what's going on? Uh, Apocalypse Net Redux, though, it I I do think it is. Uh, to me, I always looked at it, even when I saw it the first time. I always looked at it as just like, hey, here's some cut stuff. Like, if you mm-hmm. really want to know, like, I never, I never looked at it as like the ultimate cut or whatever. I just, I was like, hey, we're going to extend this, like, weird French plantation scene into, like, a 20-minute thing or whatever yeah. it was. The the final cut was actually 2019. So Apocalypse Now Final Cut is wow, okay. newer. Yeah, and I haven't he, seen it. And I have the lengths actually right here, Ian. Oh, the yeah, The theatrical cut is 147 minutes. The redux is 193 minutes. Long. The final cut, though, in between 182, so it trims some from the Redux, but huh. still adds 50, 60, 35. Still minutes. pretty damn long. Yeah, that's like is that three hours? Yeah, three hours, a little over is... three. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Dang. Interesting. I mean, I guess I'll watch it someday. Um, Maybe I've only seen the Redux then. Shit. No way, dude. Maybe. Is there an extended, like, Playboy Bunny, like, USO show, and then, like, hanging out at a weird plantation for a long time? No, maybe I've only actually then seen the original. That would be much more likely. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. because it was in college, too, for film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I've only seen the original. Yeah. Uh, Great movie. Welcome to Holla. Says the George Lucas shenanigans with New Hope are pretty egregious. (laughs) I agree. Um, I didn't shoot it. You do you, George. You yeah, have fun, man. Uh, Jason Warshnar says Michael Mann's Black Hat, but I think that's just a bad movie. The director's cut premiere in Brooklyn, Michael Mann in attendance, and I'm pretty sure one shot still had a watermark of some sort on it. Uh, There's a couple tragic tales. I never saw this movie. Is this any version of Black Hat? Is the director's cut released? Are they saying no? Uh, Or was it just at a festival? I don't know. Not specified. Uh, this, this, Ian. This made me think of the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert. The legendary. Ford. There's yeah. like a f- over four hour cut out there somewhere, and Andrew Dominic, the director, is like, it's not something about the rights. It can never be released or something. And it's like, oh, that is that is another one of those movies that you Who's just got live it? in. Who do I know that knows someone who has that? I wonder. Seriously, it's got to be somebody. AJ. AJ, <laughs> AJ has it. <laughs> AJ has it. He found it in the, in the trash yeah. on the side of the road. <laughs> the four-hour assassination <laughs> cut. 14 oh. reels of films. <laughs> Truly, if I, could have, if I could have my Snyder cut, it would be, it would be that. That's one of my yeah, all-time that, favorites. Yeah, I that would be that dope. Movie. Someone else brings that up, actually. 
Oh, um, shit. Zach Warshner also says that the Donnie Darko director's cut removes too much ambiguity. Is that movie good? I've seen it once as a kid. OG Donnie Darko? Yeah. I liked it as a depressed teen. Okay. Uh, it was cool as a kid. It was So like who knows? I mean, taboo. It's like, oh, you watch Donnie Darko, dude? You're cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know up. if it's Dime Store Philosophy or not, but I remember liking it a lot. I loved it as a teen. So I mean, early Jakey Blue Eyes. You can't go wrong. Yeah, I love me some Jakey Blue Eyes. Uh, Vroon Kachwaha says, I always saw the theatrical version of Apocalypse Now, but then when the 4K version came out, it was Redux. And uh, <laughs> long story short, they didn't like it. <laughs> um all right, then I asked, what is, a, what is a single scene from a director's cut that's so imp- that seems so important it's bonkers they didn't include it in the theatrical release? Um, uh, Jevorov says, the director's cut for Donnie Darko has extra scenes with philosophy about time travel that explains what's going on, so they liked that. Um, and the director's cut for Butterfly Effect has extra scenes that compl- and a completely different ending that goes with the movie more darker, m- movie's more darker themes. Uh... I think while it's horrific, it's a better ending. I feel like I've seen both endings, but I don't remember them. Uh, and Tilly says Alien, the stuff with her daughter. Uh, Conrad also says Aliens. This is the reason I asked this question. Like, uh, then Conrad actually says, I'm going to come out of here as a, a Apocalypse Now Redux apologist. <laughs> I uh, really like the scene with the French colonists. It gives an added depth to the absurdity of the Vietnam War, weirdly absent from American movies about it that the uh, conflict's origins lie in the French colonization of the first Indochina War. Again, I, I don't hate Redux. I just don't view it as, like... I just view it as, like, DVD extras cut mm-hmm. into the movie, kind yeah. of. Well, th- yeah, it, that's why the final cut, I think, came out, too, because Coppola is, like, it's not as good. The Redux yeah. is just not as good. I don't remember if Walter Murch just did Redux on his own or if Coppola had... A say in it too. I remember Walter Murch like talking about it a lot. Walter Murch, good editor. There's nice. a book called The Conversations with him that's really good. Um, Zach Wojnar says the director's cut of Miami Vice includes a scene that uses non points cover of In the Air Tonight, a song that was famously used in the pilot of the original television series. The theatrical cut relegated the song to the end credits, but the do- director's cut makes a full-on music video out of it, directly cut or dramatically cutting off just as the big climactic gunfight begins. Great scene, great movie, great show. Strongly recommend. <laughs> I haven't seen Miami Vice really. I remember seeing it in the theater, and uh, just with a group of my friends, and my friends were all like out of control, was rambunctious. I was like, oh my god. <sighs> Um, Stephen Beaumont shouts out the death of Saruman, uh, which is a, yeah, really, really good scene. Kind of a bummer that that was cut. But also, weirdly, not in the books that way. So it's so weird when extended edition adds stuff that's not in the books. They actually say that. Well, it might be in Silmarillion or something. Like, they pulled from all kinds of sources. Mm -hmm. Those guys were fastidious about their, so who knows? Because I remember Uh, they go to, like, the Shire. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. In the books. Who does? Saruman? Yeah. How weird is that? <laughs> really? Yeah, dude. War Crazy. of the Shire, bro. Damn. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Bowman also shouts out that even though it's not book accurate, you get closure. Nice. Nice. Um, uh, I didn't know this, actually. Stephen Bowman also brought up that the international release of Austin Powers uh, has a different scene with, the hench- with some henchman exposition after the steamroller. 
that isn't in the U.S. release? What? I haven't seen that. I don't even it's know like about that. MPAA or... Yeah, no, who knows? It's like controversial lines. <laughs> um, also, Whatever they say... to Michael Myers? I actually asked Whatever Sophia happened? that the other day. I asked if... Um, Retired? Love Guru or whatever killed his career. Yeah. Um, but he's been doing voice stuff. God. And he's it. in like 14 Shrek things. So, I mean. And he showed up in um, that uh, Tarantino thing. He, he was like. Once Upon Winston, a Time in Hollywood? He was, no, he was like in Inglorious Bastards or something. As like That's Winston right. Churchill or something. Um, Mike Myers, dude, was just like. He was everything, and then he it just feels, disappeared. It feels like he was at like Adam Sandler, but like Adam Sandler stuck around. He didn't yeah. disappear. Well, you know? for better or worse, yeah. Yeah. Um, Stephen Bowman also says the "Good for You" cut of Terminator Salvation is heaps better. <laughs> um, Colt Smith, the unicorn scene in Blade Runner, all that context in the world, the crux of the movie's subtle questions: Am I real or not? Are you real? Can any of us be sure? Um, Caesar VS says the Terminator two extended edition has a great scene, a uh, couple of great scenes where they're yeah 2000. taking the taking the chip out of his head. Yep. And then the other one is uh, at the end after the T one thousand gets yeah. frozen and shattered into pieces. Yep. yep. It is seen glitching out, unwillingly adopting patterns yep. on the floor as part of itself. Yeah. That's and the a hand cool railing, scene. dude. Such a sick scene. It made the Asta the Vista baby segment meaningful because otherwise they were better off leaving him frozen as he was. Um, at least we got the idea that freezing and melting had some repercussions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then Sick. they also mentioned aliens, uh, with Newt and the daughter stuff. Uh, Vroom Kachwaha, uh, says it's, it's many scenes, but I feel so bad for Ray Fisher. Sidney was, uh, Snyder was right. He really was the heart of that film. Yeah. And he was a nobody joke in the theatrical version. Yep. That is so true. It's he got so done so true. dirty, man. It's so true. It's crazy, dude. He adds so much heart he's, to that movie. He makes you actually the, care about what the hell is right. going on. And he's like the structural content of yeah. like a decent chunk of that movie. Him and oh, Flash God. like actually do stuff. And it's like, yeah. yeah not only like Cyborg's like emotional weight, but like his scenes are sick, dude. They're cool, Just, like, yeah. What do when his hood is on? He's so mysterious. And flat. I mean, like, yeah. And Flash, like, doing all the like time stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it's cool, man. It's got some cool moments. They had a cool relationship. Yeah. Um, which, uh, which I guess behind the scenes, Ian, I actually just read that little tip was that in the Flash movie that has been in development hell for so long, Cyborg was supposed to originally be in that. Oh. But now he's not. Crazy. Yeah, he's I like, heard he got like yeah. He got so boned, dude. Yeah. Um, all right. We're on our final final leg here, Hubie. Anything else you'd like us to discuss? Jesse Blue says Han shot first. Yeah. Yeah. Abso. Um, but uh, if whatever. that, if that cut it. doesn't exist, did he still shoot did first? He? If a Han shoots Greedo in the woods and no one's there to film it, <laughs> yeah. did he still shoot first? <laughs> uh, Kevin Bono says... Uh, Urbanos, maybe. Uh, thoughts on Soderbergh reworking some of his older films like Kafka or Schizopolis? Yeah, I heard about this alleged Kafka special cuts? Kafka recut what? like years ago. <laughs> Where is it? Because Kafka, I love that movie and it's like impossible to get in America. Mm. I, I used to rent that as a 
as a teen. Yellow on box VHS. with Malkovich on the cover. Yellow box. With the box. big eye. Yeah. Yep. Yep. With the big eye. I can see it at Blockbuster. Ian. Yep. I think I don't. I don't know if the box was yellow for me, but it was like black and it said Kafka. That that's that movie's what one of the things that made me fall in love with Hammer Dulcimer. Hammer. God, Dulcimer. I love Kafka. That's such a cool movie. And I yeah, I'm waiting for that for that Soderbergh cut, dude. When's that happening? Did it happen? Did I miss it? What's going on? Uh, Caesar Via says, "Oh yeah, yeah who's dude, it? there's the eye. It's got like some yellowish to it. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Looking at it. It's like a it's like a stained glass window. To solve a mystery." He will enter a nightmare. Jeremy yeah, Irons, Kafka. That movie is funny. He's funny in that. Like, it's. I mean, forgive me, but it is very Kafkaesque. <laughs> um, Caesar Via offers up a, a trivia question that I uh, I, I want to pose to you, and he says we could use it in Mysterious Monsters, maybe, which I think would be a good idea. But what parent? What pair of parent and child? Have both have director's credits in material branded as Star Wars. Oh, that's um, Howard. Ron and Bryce Ellis Howard. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Ron Howard directed, or like, fixered uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, and then Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, his child, uh, directed some episodes of uh, The Mandalorian. Looks like three episodes. Or two episodes. Maybe the worst episode of season one, and one of the better episodes of season two. Um, Zach Wojnar says I spent a lot of time thinking about director's cuts I'd like to see usually involving violent scenes that were cut from the original release my first ever telephone interview was with Anton Fuqua for The Equalizer 2 I asked him about his remake of The Magnificent 7 which I liked very much and he told me it wasn't originally going to be PG-13 but R. unfortunately I was too green of an interviewer to ask him the natural follow up is your original cut out there completed in any case, I want the R-rated cut mm. of the Magnificent Seven remake. Also, Die Hard 2 is already the most violent in the series, but it was hastily edited to keep an R rating. Give me that director's cut. Mm. Yeah, Dude, man. Antoine Fuqua, Kiss of the Dragon, man. I love that movie. Shout out Jet not Li. Seen that. Dude, Jet Li and Mira Sorvino, man. A, a match made in heaven. Not Jet Li. Chai and Fat, excuse me, I misspoke. Wow. Chai and wow, Fat Huber. and Mira Sorvino, Kiss of the Dragon, sick movie, dude. That's where I learned about Antoine Fuqua as a kid. Sounds cool. Yeah. Um, Zachary Wojnar, or Zachary, Jason Wojnar, probably a relative. Uh, the Magnificent Ambersons, it was the movie Orson Welles did after Citizen Kane, and because of Citizen Kane's failure, the studio had way more control over the finished product the original director's vision was way darker. He actually wanted to film more footage in the 70s to complete his vision, but he never got around to it. Yeah, that, uh, and then the rest is history, dude. Orson Welles, like, yeah, dude. exile. I feel like I should shout out, I've shouted it out before on here, but just again, in case someone missed it, uh, on, on Silver Globe, really cool sci-fi mm-hmm. film that, like, half of it was filmed, and then they, like, smuggled it out of Poland or wherever, and he just, like, narrated the missing parts. It's awesome. Yeah. And, and Phase 4. Best Ant movie ever made. Which one? Secret ending. There's, like, a secret Phase 4 ending that wasn't in the original cut. Whoa. It's dope as hell. <laughs> um, phase 4 is sick. Orson Welles, it goes without saying, but I, I'm taking it. I, it's faced, man. Touch of Evil. Yeah. That was, Someone that, else brought that up, actually. Okay, cool. That I, I think we shot. skipped over it. Yeah, dude. Touch How the hell was that opening shot? 
God, dude. Very ah. well, dude. Oh. It was so good. So good. No, I mean the how did they cut it from the original game? They oh, put yeah. it back in to the director. I feel like style. that's the only version I've seen then, because I've mm-hmm. seen the only yeah. version I've seen has the long one take at the beginning. Yeah. I didn't even know that they ever released it without it. That's absurd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Did we skip over the part about the abyss? Dude, the Maybe that abyss. was in that one part. Um, dude, yeah, the abyss. I think I've only ever—I didn't know there were two versions. I think I've only ever seen the uh, director's cut of the abyss because hmm. I—I remember all the tsunami stuff. Um, the Hobbit tri- uh, Spencer from Canada says the Hobbit tri- trilogy is better than what you think. First time I saw it in theaters, I was disappointed. Second time I enjoyed it. Third time I openly wept at the death uh, death of Thorin. They're whimsical. They're fun. Don't take him seriously. You say Hobbit? Yeah, Hobbit. Yeah. Uh, three, though, I checked out of. Yeah, I only saw two, I think. Battle of Five Armies Extended is also rated R, R like rated. Batman vs. Superman. There's a lot of decapitations, uh, but that final battle just has no stakes. It drags. Can't. Yeah. Don't like it. Desolation of Smog, though, Ian. That's a good movie. I freaking love that movie. So good. That's the, that was the only one I saw in theater as theaters. I think I saw the Hobbit one on Blu-ray at one point, but uh, happy gaming says, uh, uh, apparently there's an extended f- cut of 13 assassins that exists, what? which I've never heard of. Maybe someday we'll be able to watch that in the States. Hashtag release the Mickey cut. I know it extends <laughs> the movie from 125 minutes on the American Blu-ray to 141 minutes Nice. Which added cultural supernaturalism on top of the story that ended up being axed. Dude, Interestingly, dude. this version was the was the original theatrical cut, and the international release is a shorter version. Yo, because I saw this in theaters when it came out. I might have seen this because there was like some weird stuff about like there's a there's a shot of a woman just like with a placenta at one point, and you're <laughs> just like, what was that about? Uh-huh. And like I I was like. Definitely there was some kind of cultural context to that that I don't understand. I remember thinking that, and I don't remember which version that's no. in. That's crazy. And they one also the very the full Jesse James. One of the very few films, Ian, I showed up late to, 13 Assassins, because I saw it in San Francisco and had no idea how crowded it was going to be. Got there, the line was around the block, dude. Whoa. Had to sit, luckily, v- not in the front, the very back back row better better back of the two room. options yeah but it was like one of those deep theaters you know that goes like really oh yeah far. dude i was i needed binoculars dude i was so far back <laughs> some of those old janky theaters man it's so funny <laughs> yeah um all right we're almost there we're almost there huber you're mm-hmm. doing great storm tamer says hey allies in a post snyder cut world in regards to how director's cuts come about going forward would you prefer to see one Something like the Snyder Cut, where scenes that were cut are put back in, along with expansion of scenes um, with additional footage, dialogue, or reshoots. Or two, something like Blade Runner, where the director's cut of the film did come out after the theatrical release, but it's then added to or amended as time goes on through subsequent releases. Hmm. So, like, I think, multiple or just one? I think, yeah, I think, I think a normal and a director's cut is all you need. Yeah. Blade Runner has too many damn versions. I mean, we shouldn't even have to have director's cuts. Right, you right. Know? In like, a perfect world, directors would just get to do what they want. Yeah, if, hopefully... Unless they suck, I don't know. Like Sometimes this, directors suck. Yeah, the Snyder Cut 
thing and is such a turning point in the industry. I, I, I feel like it's it's even bigger than the movie industry uh, is this this whole campaign and the fact that people, the, the studios listened. They spent a bunch of money on it too. Yeah. Like 30 all million because, pe- yeah, all because people were yelling and passionate and hashtagging, you know? So I, I wonder if yeah. now the studios will be more. I definitely think like, where where I get where I get off the train though is when they're like review bombing Godzilla mm-hmm. to like unacceptable to make the Snyderverse get reinstated. Yeah. It's like that's just nonsense, guys. Yeah, we're, it's absolutely nonsense. Pump the brakes, dude. Air Force One, dude. Don't negotiate with terrorists. Yeah, dude. You know that, that's because kind of now the... the precedent has been set. Now, right now it's release this, release this. You know, so now right. it's kind of getting out of control. Like that's that's kind of that's kind of like the dark, sad thing about the Snyder cut is like. Is this a product of internet bullying? Like, <laughs> did that get this made? It's like, I don't know, kind of, but whatever. It was okay. The movie was okay. I think it but helps yeah. because just behave Snyder yourself on the fucking internet, people. Was like behind. Yeah, he too. he wanted. To. I mean that the imp- that's the thing is with that with this one, Snyder had said, mm-hmm. "Wow, hey, my cut," yeah. you know, so it, it made sense. Like like the Fantastic Four thing too, where Josh Trank was like, "Hey, there's a good cut of this, but yeah, um, you'll never see it." Varun Kachwaha. Oh, Varun Kachwaha is the person who mentioned that Gladiator Ridley Scott shows up and says like, "Hey, this is just bonus scenes. Don't worry about it." Um, Morgan Mahala asks if the DCU can redeem itself. Um, is the Snyder Cut, excuse me, a good start or is it too late? Well, they're not gonna restore the Snyderverse. They just canceled. The New Gods movie, which was going to be from Ava DuVernay. Yeah. Which sounded like that. Are you kidding? From her? That could have been a 10 out of 10. Um, And they canceled the Aquaman spinoff of The Trench. You know, the deep sea trench Aquaman. I never saw Aquaman. Really incredible scene. Not a spoiler. There's like a horror-esque scene. It's James Wan directing. Lean into his strengths, obviously. They're going to do a whole spinoff of that. That got canceled. Huh. Uh, so they're reshaking everything up. But yeah, I mean, I think that the, the Suicide Squad will be the test, and then Black Adam. Though yeah. it, it all kind of it all kind of hinges on those two. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they ran before they walked. They tried yeah. to they yeah. they tried to they were trying to have parody, yeah. parity, not parody, um, with Infinity War and what MCU mm-hmm. was doing. Like they they skipped. They skipped they the skipped six the Flash years of, movie. They skipped right. the Cyborg movie. They skipped a Green Lantern movie. Like they skipped and they it like all. there they wasn't didn't, even a Batman solo movie. They didn't earn our goodwill with like more fun stuff, so that we gave a shit about the more dark, serious stuff. Yes, Ian, that is an excellent point, dude. Yeah, they oh, did. They that's just tried to. Point. They tried to skip to the end, and they didn't actually have our goodwill yet. Because mm-hmm. even Wonder Woman is so much lighter, but it's still the first one is like heavy. Yeah, it's a serious movie. I think Wonder Woman was a step in the right direction, and then it kind of kinda, yeah. But then Pedro Pascal was just so terrible. <laughs> Eighty four so bad. Top ten most bizarre performances. Yeah, that whole movie, dude, Pascal just doesn't that. make any fucking sense. Oh yeah, here it is. Conrad is asking about the Abyss alternate ending. Um. Because it, in on one hand, it rewrites the whole movie. On the other hand, 
Uh, on one hand, they hate it because the Abyss was favorite growing up. Uh, together with Close Encounters, E.T., and Contact, it's a rare case of comfort sci-fi. On the other hand, I can't help to think that it would have been the first ver- uh, version I saw. I would love to see, if I if it was the first version, would I love it the same way I saw The Mist or The Butterfly Effect? I, I re-watched the, the, the ending. It's still happy, unless I watched the wrong thing. Like... They don't do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I definitely have only seen that version because I remember the ship with the boats tipped over. Yeah. Um, I've only seen The Abyss one time. The Abyss is great. Loved it. Uh, and Tilly's uh, with no, the like, rise... What? There's no AI director's cut, is there? I don't think so. Love that movie. AI is a wild really story, like too. I wonder if it holds up. Yeah, I don't know. Supposed to be Kubrick and then Spielberg took over? I love that, man. It's like a collaboration. It is. It's the closest thing we'll ever get to a Spielberg-Kubrick collaboration. (laughs) But I think it was mostly just like Kubrick died really early, right? And then Spielberg just did it. Yeah. Tribute. Um, And Tilly says, with the rise of digital distribution over physical media, will the end of the theatrical cut or director's cut become... Well, the idea of a theatrical cut and director's cut become an antiquated concept, much like the uh, move from expansion packs to patches, will film become a living work of art? This is interesting. A thing uh, constantly tweaked and modified for as long as people behind it have interest in doing so was George Lucas decades ahead of the curve. I mean, they patched cats. <laughs> so they definitely patched cats. I saw it on like one point, version 1.1. Post buttholes, pre cat hands, because I saw it with human hands and it was wild. Uh, so, so yeah, weird. maybe, dude. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. And but the problem is the danger with that is, I don't know how true this is, but I heard that like with Eyes Wide Shut, that there was always like Kubrick always did a theatrical version and then removed a couple of shots or something, like changed a couple of things for the home release to like never be seen again. I don't know um, if that's true. I, I don't remember where I heard that. I heard it a long time ago, but... Um, there's a different... There's, like, a European Shining cut that's, like, shorter. Really? I remember, yeah. Funny. It's a little shorter. I forget exactly why. Huh. Have you seen Doctor Sleep? You're afraid to watch Doctor yeah, Sleep. Yeah, uh, I know. I It's a 10, I bet, but I just, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I can't, like... There's a director's cut of that, too. There's only one Stanley Kubrick... And The Shining is like my all-time number one favorite horror film ever made, easily. So I just I want yeah. it to exist in a in a space-time pocket. Doctor Sleep, to me, <laughs> felt different enough that it didn't yeah. it didn't feel like it was stepping on toes. Yeah. Um, it definitely does. It treads into the same territory though. But there's know. a director's cut of that too, right? There is, yeah. And and it's really dumb. Hmm. We watched what we thought was the director's cut, but it was the theatrical cut. Because the director's cut on HBO Max is under extras. So you have to click through to extras. And that's how you see the director's cut. Dude, do they have other director's cuts on there like that? Who knows, man? They're just hidden all over the place. Mind blown. Yeah, it's trash. Check those extras. Um, Pro tip. Learn from watch. Yeah, dude. Michael Ribellato talks about the upcoming director's cut of Rocky Four upcoming apparently 
Uh, what? Stallone, St- apparently Stallone recently completed it and will get a theatrical run. No. Uh, Lies. Yeah. Lies. Next question. They say it's one of their favorite what? movies. Uh, and, but, uh, some, some people are upset because the robot got removed. Um, I don't know how people know that, but. Yeah, what? What the hell? Yeah. What? I don't know. Apparently there's a director's kind of Rocky Four coming. That is my. I've never seen Rocky Four, so I don't know. That's Drago, dude. Ivan Drago. Sick. If he dies, he He dies. dies. That's it. Uh, All right. Um, Alexander Zirinov would like to suggest a new rule for Easy Allies uh, to be eligible for reviewing Resident Evil, uh, a Resident Evil game. An ally must have watched Patriot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm gonna watch it. uh, Yeah, we're starting on Friday, so there you go. And I've already watched one episode, so. I watched it. You have to finish it. Um, Morgan Mahala. Okay, here we go. It's, we have a couple of games from Morgan Mahala here to, end, to close things out, all right? Uh, Morgan Mahala, potential game, terrible taglines. The game is simple. Can you guess the movie based on the following unfortunate tagline? So number one, leading the war against counterterrorism. This is from a video game? <laughs> a movie. They're all movies. This makes no sense. Leading the war against counterterrorism. I can see the answers. So. so we're so we're terrorists because we're leading the war against counterterrorism. Therefore, we are terrorists. I'm just gonna tell you because you're never tell gonna me, get tell this. Me. Clerks two. What? <laughs> I've seen that. I don't remember anything about that. Um, I just one, got to the Kevin Smith arc in Degrassi, Ian. I just watched it. There's a Kevin Smith arc of Degrassi? What, did he direct it? He, uh, there's like a four or five episode arc, dude. He's like the star of it for a while. He like films a, he films a movie at Degrassi. That's funny. It's hilarious. It's good. Um, okay, next one. No goats, no glory. Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Uh, good guess, but it is the men who stare at goats. Damn it! I think um, I didn't like that one. I remember I saw it. Yeah, it was, it a was not too great. adult for me it was at not the great. time. Uh, unwittingly, he trained a dolphin to kill the president of the United States. <laughs> I've never heard of this movie. It's called The Day of the Dolphin. Um, great things come in bears. Ooh, <laughs> Disney's Bears. Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear. That is a. You could read that a couple of ways. Um, <laughs> the only thing more terrifying than the last 12 minutes of this film are the final 92? What? What? Are the first 92? Maybe the first 92. That's for Suspiria. I think the original Suspiria, because that's yeah. too short. That's yeah, too yeah, short yeah. to be uh, the yeah. new one. I love both versions of Suspiria. Totally. Did you see the new one? I haven't one? seen the new one. I haven't seen the new one. I haven't seen the oh, new one. Oh, it's great, dude. It's so weird. Very long. Um, he was dead, but he got better. <laughs> oh, um... Weekend at Bernie's? No. Good guess. Re- Reanimator. Also a great guess. Um, Jason okay. Statham stars... <gasps> Crank! Crank high voltage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, this one's, this one's great for you. I haven't heard of this movie, but... Great tagline. They axed for it. Hatchet? 
No, good guess. <gasps> miners massacre. Miners like, massacre. Like miners, like coal miners. Oh, not shit. miners, not miners. <laughs> um, the man with the hat is back, and this time he's bringing his dad. What? That is a horrible tagline. Straight up know this. The man with the, the, man hat. With the hat is back, and this time he's bringing his dad. It sounds so familiar. This is a stupid tagline for this movie. Curious George? That would be a much better one. Uh, it's Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, this one you might know. This one you might know. Uh, what happens when the numbers run out? What happens when the numbers run out? I think this movie was directed by Alex Proyas. Knowing. Knowing. Yep. (laughs) Knowing is like a weirdly good movie, dude. Yes, It has that one shot of that like angel or alien or whatever standing in the yard looking up at them. Fucking terrifying. Dude, the one with the uh, the spotlight eye? Yeah. Terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. I like like that movie and I always want to watch it except for that shot scares me so i don't want to do it it's so scary um all right and here's another one morgan mahala gave us a quote challenge and they separated the answers so i can actually play along here um except for i saw the first one all right so this is movie quote challenge oop oops all directors cuts um all right the board is set the pieces are moving we come to it at last the great battle of our time the two towers it's Return Gandalf, of the King. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, yeah. Which one, though? Uh, it just says it's Gandalf, Lord of the Rings, yeah. I feel like it's Return of the King, actually. I f- I, yeah, whatever. Uh, you're an errand boy set, sent by grocery clerks to collect a bill. I'm not sure I know this one, but it sounds familiar. Dumb. I wish I could, like... Oh, I can't. I could skittle down. Okay, oh, uh-huh. that's Colonel... Oh, yeah, I know what this is. I do know this. You Mom, know this too. Colonel. Yeah, it's, it's Apocalypse now. It's Colonel Kurtz. Colonel Kurtz. I do. I remember him saying that now. Um, the light that burns twice as bright burns half as long, and you have burned so very, very brightly. Name of character. I'll give you the name of the character if you don't know it already. <sighs> I forget, man. Uh, Roy is the name of the character. Oh, yeah, Blade Runner. Blade Runner, yeah. Uh... Here's a apparently a softball for him. It's a softball for me too, damn it. Get away from her, you oh, bitch. Aliens. <laughs> aliens, yeah. Uh, person one. But the country's disintegrating. What happened to America? What's happened to the American dream? Person two. It came true. You're looking at it. Watchmen. I know this. What is it? Watchmen? Watchmen. Yeah, yeah you're right. Okay. Comedian. Uh, comedian. Uh, number six. Just because you put... A strange and interesting plant in the window doesn't mean that it'll bring customers. First customer. Excuse me, but I couldn't help but notice that strange and interesting plant in the window. Little, Little shop. shop of freaking horror. I gotta rewatch the scene. Dude, Little Shop is, is, is it, will it scare incredible. Will it no, it's not out? scary at all. Dude, the like practical plant effects, man. Some There's something like eerie and more scary about that than like modern stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't find that movie scary in the slightest, and I'm that ending you were talking about the director's cut. You gotta watch the you gotta watch the the real version. It 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 makes it all come together. Like it's definitely sadder, but it makes it all come together way more. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, all right, that's it. We did it. 
Yeah. Hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> Pretty good. We had a lot of comments. Nice. Um, but before we go, we have shout-outs to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, on our Patreon, patreon.com slash easyallies. A great website where you can get spoiler modes, like our recent uh, Super Mario Bros. spoiler mode, our upcoming Street Fighter movie spoiler mode, the Godzilla vs. Kong spoiler mode. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of spoiler modes. If you like movies, we're doing a lot of movies right now. Um, and we do games of those two. And we have a bunch of exclusive shows. I'm sure we'll have a Resident Evil Village one. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> um, but we also have our highest tier is our shout out tier. And we're going to send some shout outs to El Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, Nick, Stephen Thomason, Edsgar So I'm a Spider So What, Sage Mode Q and Alex AI. Shout out. Shout out. I do believe that's a capital I and not an L. Yeah, Alex AI. Yeah. Uh, shout out to you all. Mm-hmm. Bon oui. Bonsoir, um, <laughs> Thank you, Huber. Thank you, patrons. That was beautiful. If you want to take part in those discussions, that's the $7 tier. So anything above. At or above $7 on Patreon gets you in the Film and Now Film and Soundtrack Club. Mm-hmm. We have a new a new perk at that tier. Bloodworth is running a, a little discussion series on soundtracks from games. And he's very excited about it. It sounds very interesting. Mm-hmm. Which I believe you only get if you're in the $7 or up tier. Nice. So it's a little different than most of our stuff. It's Classic it's, Bloodworth exclusive. He, he really loves it. And he's I'm, very you know, exclusive. Like George Lucas, hey man, it's your show. (laughs) That's a fun idea. I think it'll be cool. Um, So check that out if you're in that tier. Don't miss it. First one should be sometime this month. uh, If it's not up already. Thanks, Huber. Thanks everyone for watching and listening. We will see you next month for another Reaction Shots. Bye.